I'm Kevin Lore, and you are listening to the Kothatsu Podcast. The Kothatsu Podcast explores the journey of native English speakers working and living in Japan. Guests on the show will explain their own experience as English teachers, culture shock, and lifestyle. Hopefully, this podcast becomes a guide to those who are interested in moving to Japan. But remember, everyone has their own experience. Join us on the Public Sick Podcast, new episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Kotatsu Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, and today we have an amazing guest. This is a new friend of mine. His name is Dios Lacap. He is in、uh, Iniwa in Hokkaido. He's in his second year as a ALT. And、um, yeah, thank you so much for being here,、uh, Dios. Yeah, no problem. It's great to be here. Awesome. And、uh, it's very interesting how we met. We met on my birthday hangout. Yeah, it was a good time though. <laughs> yeah, thanks to a、uh, shout out to、uh, Carly for、uh, setting everything up. It was an amazing night, actually. Yeah, it's、so, really good, memorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should do that again to、uh, go out in Sapporo and go more into Izakayas, just talk to more locals. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely want to do it sometime. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they're just going to confuse us for like full Japanese instead of foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you've been to that kind of like situation, but I, I, I- definitely have. I have, and they've、yeah. kind of spoken like words that I couldn't really comprehend at the time. And I was like, uh, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you bring out your guiding card and say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to be like very shocked. I'm like, no, no, you're lying. I, I cling to my foreigner card. Like, I, I want to use this. Yeah. I, I only use it when I'm in like a serious situation. Like, if I don't understand what, what are they saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But、um, yeah, I want to ask you a, a question since you are、uh, you're, uh, have Filipino and Australian.、Um, question is、uh, Do you eat Vegemite often or do you miss Vegemite?、Um, I don't eat it often. Often,、okay. but it's one of the things where I ate it as a kid and I kind of miss the taste.、Uh, but I don't go out of my way to like grab it because I see it sometimes、uh, in like Caldi or something. Oh, okay. It's, it's interesting because as an American, we heard about Vegemite and I heard that Australians put on everything or like on toast, right? Yeah.、And、I, I want to know like what does it taste like or what, what, what is it?、Uh, if I had to describe it, it's very bitter. Unironically, Kind of like beer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. guess I'll like it. A beer in a paste form. <laughs> kind of, yeah.、Okay. People are like,、oh, I don't like it. But like, I like it. But whenever、um, I like give it to someone to try and they're like, they put it on themselves, I notice they slather it on like peanut butter or something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you like put a light amount because it. It's a little bit of a zing. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's the same thing if the first person is eating natto, right? <laughs> They're eating、oh、a whole big、God. giant bite of natto. It <laughs> happened to me when I was, I bought some,、um, what is it, some, the deli section, of course, here in Japan, they have like take home sushi. And I bought some and I am like, I took a big bite out of the sushi. I'm like, oh, that's natto. I mean, I love natto on rice, but not in sushi. <laughs> I don't like natto. I can't eat it. Really? Some, some actually is not that bad, to be honest. Some are not that bad. Like, I have had it. It came out in Kyushoku one time. Uh huh. And I was like, oh. And it was kind of like the teachers noticed, and they're like, because、uh-huh. it's well known among Japanese people that like foreigners don't like natto. Yeah. Not a lot. And I was like, they're like, oh, you should take it to try it. And I was like, I've heard so much about it. And I gave it a shot, and I was like, 
it entered my mouth and I was like, oh, this ain't happening. <laughs> I finished it. I finished it. Like, I worked my way through it. Like, but it looked like I was going through hell to finish it. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, like, like some people who lived here for like 20 years or more still don't even have a, a, a taste for natto. So yeah. you really have like a really good, strong taste for natto. But it's, it's healthy and it know, is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cheap. Um, uh, for the audience who don't know what natto is, natto is fermented uh, soybeans. Uh, here in Japan, they love to eat it with uh, over rice uh, or rice and an egg on top. So um, if you guys want to look it up, there's a bunch of YouTube videos out there. So um, that's the information and do what you will with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, also, like again, we're going back into a little bit of your like heritage as well. Um, you're also Filipino. Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, and um, are you like first gen Filipino in Australia or second gen? Like, how does that uh, work in your family? Um, so my my mom and dad um were raised in the Philippines. Uh huh. Um, my brother and sister were born in the Philippines, but then they moved. Uh, the family moved over to Australia, and that's where I was born. Okay. Um, which is funny because in my head, or rather what my dad says to me, like my siblings were raised in the Philippines and they moved over, but I was fully raised in Australia. Like yeah. we, we still spoke the language at home, but my dad says like I was Australia born and raised. He's not saying it in a negative way. It's just there is that difference. And I, I'm like growing up now, I kind of see it. Yeah. I kind of see it. Yeah. yeah. The ones who are born in like in that country is probably have some different experience compared yeah. to your siblings right yeah definitely yeah and um how how was it like growing up in australia like as a uh, filipino um nothing it was all like i've been very fortunate to live like a very uh mm, not my life is free of conflict for the most part like if anything um there were a couple of filipinos in like my school, uh-huh. but I didn't really interact with them. And the times that I did, it wasn't, we just didn't end up becoming friends. And so I was just like, I'll make friends with other people. And I ended up being friends with like, uh, this like Indian, Mexican, like it was very multicultural kind oh, of deal. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And yeah. another food question. I love to ask about food because I think food is where it hits home and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially because we're in Japan and we can't get any of the great Southeast Asian food. I mean, Japan's food is great, but sometimes you just miss a piece of home. So yes, I have to, absolutely. I have to tell you how much do you miss, uh, adobo? Uh, like, um, before coming to Japan, I've always lived at home with my uh-huh. parents. Yeah. So my mom or dad would cook up the meal whenever. It'd be, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then when my sis- sister and brother moved out, they were like, oh, yes, you're going to miss this when you move out. And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, it's good food. But I'm yeah. kind of like, ah, I have it a lot. It's meh. But then I move here and I'm kind of like, I do miss like adobo or longanisa or like sisei, yeah. you know, like ah, I miss all of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. So um, for me, like, uh, I grew up eating Southeast Asian food. I'm I'm a Hmong yeah. American, so like, and we have a lot of Lao and Thai like food and and uh, culture adapted into our culture. Yeah. So, and um, uh, I left. I thought I left home for college, and um, I transferred to a four year or a four year university, and then um, I came back home visit, and I noticed that oh damn, I I really missed this specific dish, which is called bitter melon. 
Um, oh, I think um, I've heard of it. I don't know what's it called in Japanese. I forgot what's it's a gore. It's some kind of gore squash that's bitter and it's kind of like on the outside, it's the texture is wavy but soft. But like, um, yeah, 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 my mom, what uh, they will do is they'll cut it up in some kind of small slices and and um, and have some minced pork and mix that and stir fry that. And I came home and oh, I love to eat this with some chicken broth on the side or some chicken um, uh, dish that we have. So. Yeah, no, I and I miss other Southeast Asian food. Uh, I'm not sure about the area in your um, the city that you live in Australia, but in in my town, which is uh, Fresno, California, yep. um, there was a bunch of pho, Vietnamese, and Lao and Thai restaurants, and I miss their um, their food so much. And there's uh, not yeah. there's not much of great um, you can say other like Vietnamese or Thai or um, like restaurants out here in Hokkaido. Yeah, I, I've looked. There's not much, and then that's why I kind of realized that I kind of miss back home in Australia. Because uh, in Australia as well, there's a large uh, like food culture from all over the world. You have like Thai food, you have Vietnamese food, you have Indian, yeah. you have like uh, Spanish food. It's all over the world, and like I, I could go to the city and be like, oh yeah, let's go to like, let's eat at this uh, Mexican place today, and we're like that'd be great. Or then like another time you'd be like, let's go eat at this Thai restaurant in Japan. You don't really get that much. Uh, it's, yeah. It's a rare find. Uh, well, you get ramen here. So, I mean, ramen, <laughs> I mean, yeah, n- yeah. nothing, nothing bad against ramen. Ramen. Yeah, nothing. I, was, I, I wasn't much into ramen until I came here too. So I'm like, okay, it's, it's better than nothing. So, but it's really good. It's really high in fat though. <laughs> um, they use a lot of pork. So, Eating yeah. like all of it, including the broth, is uh-huh. a <laughs> oh man, you're good for the day. If you're eating that for lunch, you don't need uh, dinner. Yeah, I'm yeah. done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, um, you know how like, I'm not sure about in Australia, but like, um, when in America, when me and my friends we will go drink or have a fun night out, and we the next day we would like, um, you know, get like, or the end of the night after the clubbing or after the drinking. We would go and get like Mexican burritos or tacos. So I'm not sure. What do you guys get in um, Australia when you guys are like done drinking? And all oh, that? so there's this uh, thing called halal snack pack. Uh, halal, we call it, halal, yeah, halal snack. snack pack. So it's uh, HSP for short. Uh-huh. It's basically uh, how we finish off the night. It's basically uh, so it's, um, like halal meat. So like, uh, well, what was it? Uh, let me find it real quick. Like, um, yeah, I looked it up right now. Uh, I see. Oh my god, this looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, so it's got like lamb or chicken or beef yeah. uh, with chips. And then with the sauces, we just cake it on. So like chili, garlic, barbecue. Sometimes people I, I, put cheese or yogurt. Yeah. I see that you guys have fries in these pictures in on Google. Is that right? Yes. yes oh my have. god. So this is very similar in America, or especially California. We have something called asada fries. Asada or, fries. Asada fries are carne asada fries. Oh, um, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. this is you can say almost similar, and I think we will we, we will really uh, dig this in. Yeah, this sounds really <laughs> amazing. I would love to eat. That. I would love to try this. It, it's good. I've uh, looked for it in Japan. It's nowhere. <laughs> I think you can find some good. You can find some kebabs in Sapporo, but not this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. It, it makes me miss of home sometimes talking <laughs> about food. But um, if you can't find it, you just have to do it yourself here. Yeah. You have to make it. Yeah. And um, I was just also wondering, like, um, how is how good is the uh, 
the food portion for you at school? At school, I think, especially recently, um, it's been very good in terms of portion size. Uh huh. Um, like I'm generally fine for with just one, but recently, um, sometimes teachers don't come in or like they have, uh, uh, they use the Nenki or something, the time paid leave yeah. and I get their portions. So like I'll have like an extra box of rice or like some extra fish or something. And I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it happens to me too. So, uh, sometimes I think the vice principal or the, uh, the office lady, the one who's always helping um, with the office supplies and stuff or making coffees. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's the one who's helping serving the lunch to the uh, teacher and staff in the office. And she tends to give me a little bit more. And I, I appreciate her so much. And uh, she's amazing. <laughs> and, but also sometimes the, uh, the vice principal, there's extra. He'll tell me, like, Lo-san, please, please. Today, there's no <laughs> teacher. So please help us. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but when yeah. I think curry day, I would have a refill because there's just a lot of curry. Curry oh, is awesome. The curry is so good. Yeah, but um, yeah, and uh, like speaking of, like of school too, like um, how is work? You said earlier when we met, you were at an elementary and junior high, right? Yep. So it's oh, I I find it's very lax because I I've heard stories from friends or just other people where like. They get overloaded with work or they have to do overtime or like Aikai or stuff on top of it. But for me, it's very much lax, thankfully. Um, I don't go to the junior high as much as I was like planned to because generally it was meant to be one week in a month, like in a month, one, one week for junior high and then the rest would be elementary. But recently I haven't gone as much, but that's due to, uh, I think, uh, school semester ending etc but in terms of workload i teach with a jte even in elementary which i hear a lot of the time for alts they don't do that it's all of alts doing it solo act pretty much yeah no that's very interesting so that's the uh, motto of this uh podcast and of course jet jet um would always emphasize is everyone has their own experience. And mm-hmm. I think your your experience and mine are somewhat, you can say, uh, with the schools are kind of similar because I'm only at the junior high for once a week. Um, for the elementary school, this year I was actually on a solo act teaching third graders English, which, you know, it's a no-no in Japan. But yep. they, the, as long as there's a teacher with a, a Japanese teaching certification and they're supervising, you're fine. I'm like... Okay, but yep. um, um, yeah, I went solo, but which wasn't supposed to happen. But there was a miscommunication. So, but anyways, I did it, and I did it with the finished the year strongly. The kids loved it. Um, just playing all these quirky American games, and that's these, good to hear. Yeah, and I followed the book because it's my first time. So, um, yeah, it was it was great. But next year I won't be able to do that. So. Oh, um, I will be at the junior high school twice a week next year, and I'll be taking over fourth, fifth, and sixth. So my co-alt will be taking over third. So, oh, yeah. okay, nice. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think um, yeah, our experience are a little bit similar, and compared to our other alt friends or other jets or interact, uh, whoever's are into the alt positions here, um. Sometimes uh, workloads are a little bit different depending on the school, the area, 
the city or the BOE that you're contracted to. So that's why everyone doesn't have the same experience. Every story is different. So yeah, as yeah. they always say, ESID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like, how often do you go to the elementary again? Basically, the entire month minus one week. Yeah. And how good is like the communication between you, the school, and the BOE? Uh, so one thing I've noticed over, over my time working, um, with the BOE and, um, the schools and all that, um, the BOE will tell me info mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll contact the school. Yeah. But a lot of the time there's no direct contact with the school and the BOE, which is kind of weird when you think about it. Yeah. They'll leave it to me to like tell I'm basically the carrier pigeon, really. Like, if something's happening with the BOE, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you got to notify the school. And I was like, oh, okay, and I'll do that. So That's interesting because that that would happen to my predecessors as well before um, my um, private CIR came in. But sadly, she left. Mm. Um, Wish she was still here. But, um, but, like, what happened is that uh, before that, like, they don't really tell you stuff. The school doesn't really tell you or communicate and then the boe like sometimes i remember they i don't really give notice sometimes from certain things like one day i came to school and all these kids were bringing their bentos and i'm like why why everybody got their bentos what's going on here and (laughs) and it turns to find out i'm like oh yeah it's uh there's no school lunch today and i was like i was not informed so um i was i wish i was (laughs) more informed or something so yeah from there like um before like that happened, like that kind of stuff happened with the, my the privacy hour that we had. Um, what she did was she would have the school contact her, and then mm. she will let the um, higher ups know. And then this is what they want. This is what the school wants for the ELT to be there and what to do. And they say, okay, that's fine. And she'll pass the word back to us. And yeah. everything was very cordial. Everything was great until she left. And then. Um, it's kind of down here, but then again, um, <laughs> it, it's good for for us ALT to communicate with the uh, with the school because it's bringing us out of our comfort zone and yes, uh, yeah, yes, and helping us practice a little bit of Japanese, even though um, we have no idea what's going on sometimes. So yeah, for me, in terms of communication, like in terms of upcoming events and notice notices and whatnot, yeah, uh, initially, uh, when I first started working, they were they said. Oh, uh, they'll come to me directly. But over time, they've just stopped doing that. And I've, it's not as if they're not going to inform me, but they inform me the same way they would everyone else. So like there's the morning meetings and like they'll, they'll give me the schedule for like the school month mm-hmm. and it'll say the, all the stuff in Japanese as well. So I'll pick up, oh, so to, uh, the graduation ceremony is coming up on this day. So I don't have to come in. So it's both good and bad. Like if I was in a position where I had zero Japanese, it'd be like, Oh, this is terrible. But I've, I, I listen in on the morning meetings and I read what's given to me. So. Yeah. That's interesting too. Cause my elementary school that I'm at, um, we don't do morning meetings. We do the meetings after school. Oh, so, really? Yeah. But guess what? I don't get schedules like the school schedule. Like, um, Oh, all the schedule I get is the schedule where I see the triangle where my classes are at. And that's it. <laughs> so, oh, that is very different. So, like, if I see a triangle, those are my classes, and that's it. And like, they don't like 
Um, like, for example, like earlier I said, today is the graduation for um, the elementary for the sixth graders, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, they prepped everything. But the thing is that like, I, wasn't, I wasn't really notified or they didn't really tell me that mm, there's going to mm. be, um, like, they didn't give me a role to do. So, of course, like, and the guy who's, or the supervisor in charge of us didn't really um, tell us what to do. So he said, you can either come to the BOE to work or you can go to the, the graduation. Of course, me um, being with the kids for a year now, I want to see them graduate. So that's why I went. And um, yeah, so I didn't really know what to do. I just kind of stand around, say hello to the parents, say good morning, congratulations. Yeah. And then afterwards, like everybody, uh, the, the whole ceremony finished and I just helped clean up and um apparently also today uh lunch was also canceled and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> so I, it was like a half day all the teacher kind of just uh kind of left after all the kids left too so um so after lunch everybody went to like eat their like uh combini combini uh, bentos and then yeah uh, i went to go buy some lunch too and i came back and i was just sitting there and i was like so uh what's going to happen for the rest of the day. <laughs> so I stayed there until like probably like one. And then I went back to the BOE, which is not the best thing ever. Cause the BOE is pretty boring. It is very boring. Yeah. And um, I don't know, like when you're in the BOE, you have to act yet. Of course you have to put on the, um, on the performance that you're working on school stuff. Yes. So. You have to look like you're busy. And again, like Japanese work um, environment is very different from the West. Um, how different is it from Australia? Very, it's very different in a sense that I think Australia is where, very lax. Because uh, before uh, Jet, I used to work at a hospital. I was general admin and stuff. Oh. And they were very, despite working at a hospital, as long as I got the job done, they wouldn't care if I was on my phone while waiting for something to finish or something. But here in Japan... They won't tell you, but you'll feel something in the air. Yeah. You'll feel something. Like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they start, like, uh, a lot of people start looking at you, and there's, like, you feel like there's eyes on you, but not really on you. And Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, I try not to be on my phone too much, but sometimes when I'm on there, it, like, for, like, a split, like, probably, like, five minutes yeah, like three yeah. minutes they wouldn't say anything but sometimes you see uh you see them on their phones too so <laughs> i don't mm. think they care but like um yeah but our kacho would basically our you can say our what super, our manager of the department of the boe uh he's very sometimes very strict because he goes by the book he's still very you can say dinosaur times for japan <laughs> because in japan everything must go by structure and go by book but my yep. supervisor he's like i don't I don't like this. Like, like he, he thinks that it should change, but then again, he can't do much about it too. So um, maybe hopefully when he gets up to the rank, to the position, he's hopefully he can change it, but hopefully, we'll see. Uh, yeah, hopefully it, I hope Japan do, do kind of change their work environment, but you know, we can't really do much because um, we're ALT. Yeah. We're just ALT. We're just, <laughs> we're just ALT. Yeah, yeah. Even if we, you know, suggest something or complain about something, you're like, yeah, we can replace you. <laughs> So Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to keep my job. So I'm not trying to say too much, but, yeah. mm. but like speaking of like the BOE, like how do you get like a good support from the BOE? If you're doing like a project or like, um, yes. did it, yeah. Um, I feel very fortunate that they're willing to like, Oh, for example, they get, there's a, 
I don't know how much, but there's a certain amount of money that I can ask for the BOE to spend on like school supplies. If I want to do like, uh, make a game or something for class or like make a project that, that is there. They said, if I need, uh, like writing supplies or something, they're like, Oh, we can buy it for you. And I, and I haven't had to use it thankfully. And if, yeah. Uh, for example, if I have any like health problems, like for example, like teeth dentist, they're all like, oh, we can like recommend you to a good uh dentist and we'll support you through it. But thankfully, I haven't um I've been able to do that independently as well. So oh, I just haven't had a use for it. Oh, that's good that you do have some support, like other compared to other jets who yes are like um you can say prefectural jets. I heard from prefectural jets. Oh man, they get it the hardest, and I feel really bad for. Um, yeah, I've for heard a lot of stuff in the ether, but yeah, they're like, ah, oh, my BOE does nothing, or like, I gotta do this on my own. And it's like, ah, oh, that that's terrible. That, and then that's that's kind of hard for for some of us, right? Like, if hmm. it's your first time living in Japan, and and like, there's no support, and you're like, and you come to Japan, and you have this job, and they just drop you off at this apartment with nothing. And then they help you. They don't really help you with personal needs because you don't know the language. And that ruins kind of like your experience for Japan, right? And Yes. But then again, like, it's like, it's very, um, you can say, I, I think we, I talk like this with my friends uh, too, that in their position, it, I think uh, for you, to help you for their position, how can I wear this? It's very hard to say. When they help you, it's not because they want to; it's because they have oh. to. <laughs> no, 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 I get it. it yeah. It's their job to help you. Yeah, yeah. For for some of us, right? And for yeah, some, yeah. If, if it's yeah, not yeah. their your their problem, then they won't kind of step in. Like they won't go out of their way to do it. For yeah. example, but some for for some for some yeah. people, right? But some people are really some staff are really nice, and they will help you, recommend you, and um, um, what is it? My my supervisor actually when we did this on um were you there at the online training this past yes. month? Uh yeah, I was there. Where okay. it was a Zoom call or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I um, was there. our supervisors were there, our JTEs and my supervisor, he was on there and he heard a lot of the Jets um like complaints and a lot of Jets voice and opinions and he didn't know that that stuff happens. I'm like, yeah, of course. And he was so worried about me and my co alt And he said, please let me know if you guys need help with anything. Oh, okay. okay. So, so, so I, I know a bit of that. So yeah. he's, he's very like informative. He's just like, just if you have anything, please let me know. I will help you. I'm like, okay, I, I understand. So I really appreciate that. It, it does kind of give me a little bit more hope that, Oh, he, since he went to this, um, jet, um, meeting or conference that we have this training that we had he's he understands that we need we do need a little bit more support and, yes and compared to like i told him that we're very blessed to have the um our boe because people do speak english there compared to some other uh jets staff don't really speak english no yeah 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 it's it's crazy yeah so um does anybody speak english in your uh, boe or school other than uh, the G- jt in uh in my elementary, there's the JT speaks uh, decent English, not horrible. No, no, no. Like I can get, I can get a normal conversation going, which is good. But I've also had JTEs where they're like, they're not, they're not at the level where I can have 
I can fully express myself fully in yeah. English. I have to use some Japanese. Yeah. So it's a bit varied. My BOE, I have to use Japanese completely. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, my, my BOE, uh, uh, again, like uh, my, uh, there's two staff that knows English. So I'm very thankful. Hmm. Um, there's other staff actually knows good English too. But then again, they're just very shy to use it because they know that the higher ups are better at English. And I told them, don't, don't be scared. They, they probably know less than you. So use <laughs> please practice English with them. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, they do have a good amount of, like, a good amount of English. Like, um, they probably learned it, of course, from, like, junior high or elementary. Or yeah. Maybe a little bit, of course, from university. But they're very afraid to use it. And, and I tell them, just try to use it with me. And then I will use Japanese with them. So, um, yeah, it, it's good that we get some good support. But, yeah, it's great. Um, to those who don't, I'm very sorry. And I wish in the future, if you're doing Jet again, I hope you get a better support system. Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. And um, like speaking like of work, that's of course work sometimes is like good. And there is a good amount of um, amount of work and some maybe not as much workload. But um, like how is lifestyle outside of work for you? So before coming to japan uh i was the type i'm i'm basically an indoor person mm-hmm. like i love staying home playing video games or like reading manga or something yeah um my lifestyle here hasn't uh in australia i'd be like work go home go out with friends or something like if there's something on the weekend i thought it would be the same here but coming here it'd be finish work and because of all the friends I've like connections and friends I've made here, yeah, I've been going out way more than I would back home in Australia. I've been going to different places, having fun. It's actually a very good change, actually. I think that's a little bit different from my experience because I'm in the smaller town up north, and I go to work and I come back home. That's <laughs> and yeah, there's not much here in the uh, small rice field town. So mm. but, yeah. But there is like another town next door to us, which does have a lot more ALTs or foreigners. But then again, um, with new jacks coming in now and different uh, clicks perform. But um, yeah, I, I wish I can connect with them more. But I think everybody has a different schedule. So yeah, I I will say I've been. <laughs> a lot of people have said to me that I kind of hit the location jackpot because any was like close to Sapporo and Chitose. But I also think I've also hit the jackpot in terms of people that i've met because i'm not the type to reach out they've always like reached out to me and i was like oh yeah i'll go along and then it kind of goes on from there no i'm the same way like, I, I i wish people would reach out but the thing is and then when i reach i feel like no one would come and then i feel like oh they I, pro- people probably don't like me so that's why i don't reach out sometimes i completely understand <laughs> that's why well it took a, a a good like a big like um uh courage for me to ask you to come on the podcast i'm like oh what if he thinks i'm weird <laughs> oh, no don't worry i <laughs> because the I've... first for the first night when we met um uh i was hitting on you <laughs> just a joke no, i was sitting on you too man don't uh, worry like oh cool so we we're uh, all drinking <laughs> so so should we just confess our love on this podcast oh uh, no i i want to keep it on the down low uh, okay. <laughs> right, i'm gonna cut this out everybody don't... <laughs> no but yeah, no, like the, making friends here. Um, for me, I remember like some jets are like very active, and they would go out and they yes. would like, and that's how like Carly m- 
put us like all this friends together and then absolutely and some people can do it and some, some people can't i thought i was pretty extrovert until i come here and i was like oh i don't want to do anything i just want to stay home <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but i'm glad that you, you have the good exposure to people and um, that's one of my goals this year is to um have more people um come on the podcast at the same time meet more people and see where their backgrounds and why japan yeah, I'll let yeah. people know. And yeah. like, if they're interested, I'll just send them your way. <laughs> That'll be great. And in the future, of course, again, everyone, those audience who you guys are listening, this is a low budget podcast. So, um, uh, hopefully in the future, I can, uh, I can actually send people to like, for like to Hokkaido. Like, like if we can bring them to Hokkaido and, and show them and do this podcast will be amazing. Yeah, the only the only treat I got is the this is the beer I got out of my fridge. Oh, yeah, you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how low budget he has to buy his own beer yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> well, uh, I'm opening my second beer, so absolutely, yeah. So, um, come by, come by. How often do do you like like hang out with your uh, any of your JTEs or like teachers? So, or BOE uh, staff. Funnily enough, uh, not over the time I've been here, not much. But recently, I've been invited to more nomi kais or enkais, even mm. like drinking parties. And I've just been like, I've been here for two years. Why are you guys asking now? <laughs> that was my first thought. I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to it, but I'm like, why did it take so long? <laughs> Someone's like, oh yeah, we totally forgot about this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh okay. No, like, um, I'm not sure. Like, maybe. Those uh, jets who are here during uh, before the pandemic can probably tell us, but like we noticed that there is a dramatic change where um, there's not as much nomikais or drinking no. parties after works because of COVID. So that's why um, for me and my BOE, we don't really go out as much, um, yeah, or invite me as much. So I have to go out there and just kind of invite people, or or I myself would go out into the city and just kind of practice my Japanese with local bartenders and locals. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why, why Japan? Deals. Uh, very simple answer to this, actually. <laughs> um, I'm just a big fan of Japanese video games specifically. Okay. Like I've I grew up around Japanese media because my older brother mm-hmm. um, had like VHS tapes of anime as well, and he bought games for like the PS One, like oh. uh, Japanese games. Like, oh, they were in English, but they were J- Jap- Japan made, like Final Fantasy, Dragon yeah, yeah, Quest, yeah. all that jazz. I grew up on all that stuff. And it eventually got to the point where I was like, all right, uh, there's this new release coming out. I want to, I'm going to look it up. And then I find out it comes out um, like six months to a year earlier in Japan. I was like, oh, damn, I want to play it now. So I just import it uh... and I just play it with zero Japanese. And then one thing led to another. And I was just like, I was just picking it up as I go. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I love this stuff. So like eventually that's how I learned Japanese and kind of fell in love with the culture I, I gotta tell you japan is really good at getting you that's why they call it gotcha yes the gotcha because gotcha. yeah, they did if the audience don't know there's something called gotcha gimmick or like one thing leads to another and they're very good at that and they're marketing they very are good, especially within their toys too i'll explain that that's another thing too i i grew up on that stuff as well yeah no i didn't um grow like i have video games but 
um, didn't play as much because mm. it was my brothers. So, but um, I was more exposed into the you know the superheroes of Japan. So like the like mass heroes like common riders or like super oh common rider yeah yeah, yeah yeah I like that too yeah I'm so but I was yeah Tokusatsu like I was exposed um to the Japanese VHS but dubbed in Hmong language. <laughs> So I'm not sure if they have any dubs in, in Tagalog, but yes, um, terrible stuff. <laughs> no, like I actually was really thankful that my mom bought those or or, or I have those because, um, for one, I was able to keep in touch with my language and my culture. Yes. Like I'm like, okay, that's great. And then uh, another thing was I was like watching the VHS of the Japanese dubbed. Um, I was like, okay, this is strange. Why is there two types of Power Rangers? There's some Asian people and there's the American people. What, which one is the real one? So I have so many questions and, and one thing led to another and I dig the whole, my, oh, Power Rangers. They gotcha. Yeah. They got me, right? So Power Ranger came from Japan Mm -hmm. and they started way back in the seventies and with like Comrade. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, uh, that's how I'm here. Um, but then I haven't really watched recently because all of the new series are not the best. That's just my no. Opinion. Like right now, I think Geats is airing right now. Yes, um, there's a new show called Common Rider Geats, and um, recently I think the series um, there are too much writers. There's not like too the, many, too many, too many, and I think they're just trying to bring as much writers to sell toys to the kids because now the absolutely kids, um and. Present to like if the audience don't know in Japan people still buy toys for kids here unlike the Western um, uh, world we don't really buy as much toys uh, if that's what I know um, oh yeah yeah if they it's buy the it's in... more it's more for like collectors I guess more for collectors these days yeah yeah but um yeah any other things that you're into in Japan other than um, games or, or are you into uh, anime right you said yeah anime so it's kind of like the the holy trinity of japanese media mm-hmm. like the video games the manga and then the anime so like i was a big um like i watched a lot of anime growing up i've slowed down a lot these days i've just been reading it but in terms of other japanese stuff um i used to be a big fan oh actually in um high school uh like i used to be a big fan of like uh like japanese visual k rock you had a visual k visual k yeah visual k it's essentially um glamour rock if Mm -hmm. i had to describe it so like all these bands would like overdress themselves they like put on a bunch of like eyeliner and stuff and just have exaggerated appearances and then play like um rock music that's interesting. I I have never heard of that. But no, I listened to a lot of J rock during yeah. my early. It's a years. subgenre of J rock. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But um, no, I think J rock. And then I remember my anime days, which I when I got into anime, other than Takotsatsu, I um, I remember listening to a lot of Hatsune Miku. Yes. Uh, yes. What are what is she again? She's a Romanoid or um Vocaloid. Vocaloid. There we go. Yeah. I'm sorry for those. I don't. Remember, but <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Hatsune Miku was just one of the many few. Apparently, there's way much more, and um, mm. I don't want to dig into another rabbit hole. <laughs> I already have like <laughs> others, other series to look into. But yeah, like what? What was your uh, first anime series that you watched? First, I'm pretty sure it was Evangelion. I I heard a lot of people did watch that as their first. Um, so I think yeah, I watched it. At a very young age, um, because my brother had the VHS tapes mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. were dubbed, but 
I watched that before I watched, you know, Pokemon, Beyblade, uh, all and the, all this all the classic other stuff. All the classics, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that I, was my first one, yeah. Yeah, my first... I'm pretty sure my first animes of was, of course, Pokemon and Digimon. Yes. Because they were all, like, you know, dubbed on, on the American... Or cartoon channels in America for yeah. the Western audience. And then um, later on, I didn't know that they were anime. Thought we were we just thought they were cartoons. And then um, afterwards, I got into Naruto... Um, hey, I did too. Yeah, Naruto was a very uh, a good gateway anime. I say, if it is, yes, no one hasn't gotten to. But um, Baruto, uh, a little <laughs> different at the moment. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> not a, not a lot of people um fan of Baruto, and I I noticed actually, like from my own perspective, I'm not a fan of like for me, I'm not a fan of Baruto. Yeah. But what I noticed when speaking to uh like elementary school kids or junior high kids. Uh huh. They instead of saying Boruto, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I I read Naruto or like I watch Naruto," and I was like, "Oh okay." You mean you watch Boruto's dad? Boruto's dad, yeah. <laughs> that was the like, running joke for the longest time. Like, <laughs> isn't it Naruto? <laughs> when when will they make a show about Boruto's dad? I, I think they did her. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, but like, yeah, Japanese uh, pop culture and gimmicks, uh, yeah. It, it'll get you and and sometimes it'll get you in so much where you can't get yourself out and you're kind of broke at the end of the day. So um, those of you who are interested in Japanese stuff, be careful. Just got to say. Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, like going back into the um, like living like situation. um, When you came to Japan, what year did you came? I came in 2020. So like specifically late November, 2020. Oh man, I call BS because um, the U- United States Jets. N- the only earliest people who came was, I think, twenty in April, probably. I, I think. Oh no, no, twenty twenty one summer, April, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember people and coming in. I did then. not know that Australia or others that came in before us because they because by the time it hit September or or. Or something because like because because of COVID, they canceled the program for us. So a lot of us um, were very like, okay, when what what are we gonna do? And um, we just kind of waited until they give us the notice in November of 2020, saying that we're gonna leave 2021 January. But uh, two weeks before January, when we're supposed to fly out. They canceled the program because there was another breakout. Yes. So that's where it's kind of harsh because that's where they don't, uh, in a way, a lot of people dropped out actually during that time in the, um, where the California chat that I was from. And some people did drop out. And because of that, they canceled, they didn't just cancel once, they canceled twice. And that's where it's kind of harsh because a lot of people actually lost jobs and they were kind of homeless for, for a while. So, yeah, because they they can't just wait for yeah. like, this job to come around like when it's, it's like months and months away. Yeah, I was I was actually fortunate enough. I was still with Amazon. I didn't let go of my job yet until mm. until um you know the day comes. But then again, yeah, it, it was uh, unfortunate. But uh, for those who we made it, it was great. But then again, I wish um, Claire's uh, 
or or mechs did a better job or if it's not their response i'm pretty sure it's just the higher japanese government but then again um can't do much about it because we're just the um the foreigners who are on contract I, yeah it would have been better if it was handled better overall <laughs> yeah and um even hearing hearing from other chats too even during uh pandemic um there's a lot of things that they didn't really know what to do too so um it was i think it was just not jet specific or japan specific it was throughout the world that we didn't see yeah a lot was happening around Mm -hmm. that time (laughs) how was your uh, living situation um when you came to japan so uh before like actually getting to anyone i had to do two weeks quarantine Mm -hmm. uh at uh, hotel Nico in I think it was Chiba. Oh, um, me too. Oh, hey, hey there you go. Hey, did you guys uh, ever went to the eleventh floor, right? And just yeah, we right across we from Narita Airport, and that's where um that the eleventh floor is. That's the amazing place that things happened. Yes, so that's where everyone hung out. Yeah, like, that, that's where everybody oh, hung out too. Yeah, it, it was great because um initially I was like, okay, I'm just gonna be here for two weeks. I'm a just do whatever i don't I, I don't i'm not a social butterfly so i don't think i'll talk to that many people but that was not the case it felt like i was living i was in a university dorm at that point oh no yeah definitely yeah i feel the same like um because jet staff and hotel staff weren't communicating mm-hmm. people would ask questions to the hotel staff and because normal people that weren't a part of jet had different rules to us they so for example um those people could go in and out of the um building so some people would ask the hotel staff hey can we just go out and like do stuff the hotel staff would be like yeah sure fine and they just go out when specifically jet people could not (laughs) that's a that's a (laughs) no-no because um specifically like when we came in they they highly highly push on us that you cannot leave the hotel or you will be deported that is because of us yeah and and like <laughs> i think it was yeah either you guys or an la because i remember the one group from la came before us in 2021 mm. and we heard a rumor because of you know of reddit and the group yes. chats so a lot of people was like yeah like someone got deported and i'm like oh shit um <laughs> i'm gonna blurt that out anyways oh my shoot like if someone got to point we should really be careful and and oh my god like being in this hotel for two weeks and with chats and red and stuff it felt like um battle royale literally <laughs> like some people were just so micromanaging telling other people don't fuck this up for us don't mess this up for us and some people are really chill it's like whatever and some people just don't want to communicate with other people like they just don't want to be part of drama it was just it was like Hunger Games, man. Like, um, yeah, you had for me, clicks and everything. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I was just like, I'm gonna just chill back. I mean, if people like, we're gonna be separated after this. Some of us, we already have some clicks. We have some friends groups. So, um, yeah, I, I I'm not sure how do you guys um, deal with it, but yeah, we were we were the ones that um, kind of had a, a little bit harsh <laughs> yeah. when we came in. So. Uh, be, I'm actually kind of thankful for that two week quarantine 
because that's how I was able to make a lot of the connections that I still have now. Because I had the same idea going in as a lot of people where, oh, I'm just going to be here for two weeks and I'm going to piss off. I, I won't um, talk to anyone else from here. But funnily enough, the people I did talk to a lot were um, going, not in, you're not going to Hokkaido, but like other places. I talked to those guys a lot. And then funnily enough, as soon as I got to Hokkaido, the people in Hokkaido, they reached out to me. I talked to them a couple of times, mm-hmm. but not much. And I, I was like, oh, I didn't think I'd leave enough, a big enough impression for them to reach out. And then that got the ball rolling for me. That's like for me, I I didn't know that I was going to like be friends with other people too. I, I did mm-hmm. end up having a form of group, but we were for the first year after we split up, we met here and there, but um after a while we just kind of lost we just didn't really keep up the connection and because even within our group there's like another click within a click so Ah. so that's where i wish i could have talked to more people but um other than that like we try to form the hokkaido group with the people i came with but um of course they have their own clicks as well so we just couldn't really keep up and then when i came here for the first it was very lonely because you know in the middle of nowhere and it's my first winter too when i came um, my my first uh, white Christmas, you can say my first uh, yeah. snow. So as a Californian, again, I expressed this so many times, not really well <laughs> with the snow. But then again, I, I had to deal with it. But it was great. But um, again, it, it, to those of you who don't know, it could be very lonely sometimes in Japan if you don't go out there and make friends and and uh, you know and talk to people. So yeah. So like, like did, did you ever feel like something like that when um, you couldn't like talk to people? Um, so, uh, when I first, I, when I first got here, um, it was, it was like a white Christmas. And for me, it was the first white Christmas, let alone snow in general that I've seen in the, since in, I was like, I don't know, five, cause in Australia, it doesn't snow at all. Oh yeah. And, and around this time of the year or the, the winter parts, it's your summer, right? Yeah. Practically summer, like 40 degrees, like yeah. Celsius or hundred something Fahrenheit for people americans people uh, i'm sorry yeah we 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 love our fahrenheit so we just, <laughs> we're not gonna step out in celsius well i was forced into celsius when i come here so now i know celsius and kilos and i go back home like oh it's about this much kilos and they're like you mean pounds i'm like oh great yeah, i gotta pounds. i gotta go back to pounds and weights and, and stuff so yeah <laughs> so in terms of um how i how it was for me i didn't feel sad at all mm-hmm. uh i was very fortunate i don't know i don't know how my state was at the time i think it was very fine because if anything i still had connections back home like i would be on discord talking to friends back home i'd be like guys i'm in japan this is nuts it's snowing outside i'd be talking to them about it mm-hmm. and another thing i did was like at that time people hadn't reached out to me yet so i think for, it was either for Christmas or New Year. I think it was Christmas or New Year's. One of the two. I went to an arcade near me. Yeah. And I was like, because it's been, it was a year since I last came to Japan and I really enjoyed the arcade scene. So I just went to an arcade near me and I spent like hours just playing rhythm games, fighting games and all that jazz. I was like, this is the best. <laughs> that sounds like you had a great time. I, I remember coming here um my first uh, 2021 20, September and October came around like Halloween. I didn't go anywhere. I just went to the, um, the, uh, the mall in the city next over, which is the bigger city in Sapporo, which is 
I'm not in Sapporo. I'm sorry. Uh, in Asaikawa, I went to yeah. the Eon Eki, uh, Ekimei, uh, which has an Eon a mall next to it. And uh, the on the very top floor, there was like crane games. And I had about, what is it? Maybe one mon. So that's about $100. Yeah. So, or 10,000 10, 10, yen. And I used that on a call machine, and I'm like, I'm going home now. Uh, I'm out of money, <laughs> so I was like, Yeah, don't. I, I'm. I don't think I will ever play these games ever again. Oh no! Yeah. I was hoping to hear. Yeah, you yeah. got it. I was like, No, oh, actually, no. some actually some are actually pretty good. I'm. I, I became pretty good for a little while, but then I'm like, I'm gonna have to spend a lot more money if I really want this prize. But um, yeah. I remember spending like a weekend in Sapporo one time. I won like a bunch of gifts as well too, and I was like. Oh, this is a lot of stuff to bring back home. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the main thing influencing my purchases here. I'm like, <laughs> eventually, like, I'm going to have to move, whether it be back home or some other place in Japan. Like, yeah. So I'm kind of not buying a lot. Yeah. Oh, so, like, uh, other than, Jap- like, probably Hokkaido, where do you think you can see yourself living in, in Japan? I've grown to love Hokkaido so much, but the only reason I would move out is because of the specific uh jobs that i want they're not really abundant here yeah that's but I mean, true it's the same anywhere i guess you, you always got to go to the big city yeah for the whatever job you want uh ideally it would be on the outskirts of tokyo or osaka because that's where i want to uh eventually work actually you know it's fun i feel like we have a lot in common because me too because um <laughs> i mean i love i love tokyo like outside of tokyo it's not as busy that's great and then for me because uh, i came here 10 years ago in high school and i have a host family in kobe so uh osaka or kobe is pretty good to be honest i i feel like i feel like whatever is past sapporo and up north of sapporo everywhere else you don't really find much for for foreigners no. um it's a lot of agriculture here in hokkaido absolutely yeah so um a lot of people don't know that too like a lot of people in, on media they will see that oh japan this big high-tech neon lights place but that's only tokyo or the big cities right they haven't really yeah. ventured out to like other you know other um, prefectures and other specialities that they have so it's very like interesting that you know they only see what's on the media but haven't really explored and yeah. um with that like like when when you travel, like how good is your Japanese? Uh, when I travel, uh, I can hold a conversation at least. From my own perspective, I think I'm pretty independent. Oh, that's but that's not saying my Japanese is good. I'm just like I can, I know specific phrases. Yeah, no, no, same here. <laughs> yeah. And um, the first year you came, did you know some Japanese already, or did you have to learn? Uh, yeah, I knew some um Japanese already because I before coming here, I did two years of Japanese study in university. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So you got something under your belt. Did That's you a little bit? Yeah. No. Did you like um, learned in university and then like kind of worked and didn't practice Japanese and you had to relearn it or what was the case? I learned it in university and then uh, when I finished point when I got enough points to have Japanese as one of minor, I kind of just dropped it. Uh, I shouldn't have, but I was kind of. I want to finish my degree already, and I don't want extra work, etc. Understandable, understandable. Um, well, for me, I'm not sure about Australia, but like in California and in in, um, in America, we have like our community college, which is like a three or two year 
uh, junior college and you can go there and get like a associate's degree or like finish some uh, general eds and then you can transfer to like a four-year or state college and that's where I took Japanese and our budget was so low for the school that they had to split our 1A class for Japanese into two semesters <laughs> so, oh. or like or that's just how it was taught and so I only learned like I think the first book I lost the language because I didn't practice enough and there's in the middle of California where I grew up there's not much Japanese to practice with so when I came back I have to actually relearn a little bit so yeah. ah okay yeah but like yeah I, I I only know phrases. I'm surprised I am. Uh, I was able to order my own meal at McDonald's. Because <laughs> hey. when, when I came here, I was trying to order McDonald's. Sometimes I would point at the picture and I would say setto, which is the meal. Yeah. And sometimes they couldn't hear me well. They would just give me the burger by itself. <laughs> oh, that's so odd. No. So then I would eat one burger and I was like, okay, I'll go buy another onigiri at the grocery store or something. Yeah, you don't want to go back. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I know. I, I get you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. no. But then surprisingly enough, I mean, that's how people order here too. Like you see like people go and order. They will just order one small fry and... That's for me as an American, of course, American, we, uh, that's just kind of strange where you can just order one small fry. Don't you want a little bit more to share with people <laughs> or a little bit more for yourself? So, of course, yeah. you know, I'm sorry. Just being an American, love big. No, 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 no. Like Australia as well has like bigger portion sizes, which yeah. is already crazy to me because I've always seen American portion sizes or like uh, like in terms of like McDonald's fast food or something. And I'd be like, Australia is tiny. And then I came here. Japan is even more tiny. Yeah, no, no. Oh, so what shocked me was Starbucks. Uh, do you guys have Starbucks in Australia? A few, yeah. A few, okay. It's not popular. Though. Okay, it's understandable. I mean, it's 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 not the best coffee, but if it's yeah. there, then it will do. But um, apparently, in Starbucks in America, we have tall, which is a small, grande mm-hmm. as a medium, and venti as the like the the like largest size. But apparently, in Japan. They have something smaller than a tall. Yes. I forgot the name though. I, I, I think it's extra. I don't know what it is, but that, oh my God. It's like a baby shot glass. It's yeah. Like, it's like literally like a baby cup. And I'm like, you can get yourself, you can, your day can actually go uh, along <laughs> with this cup. <laughs> Maybe like an espresso <laughs> or ginger shot, but um, I don't know how, uh, how people can like, you know, just order a small bit of coffee. So just a bit of an aside, I think I, I'm not much of a coffee nut. Like, I'll drink it every so often, uh-huh. really. But I just think it's funny that the small size is called tall. Yeah, I think I don't know where they, uh, how the marketing works. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone will tell us. But uh, I remember that video of Paul Rudd telling us about grande and, and tall. And, and I don't know if you've seen that clip. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, it's just so funny. But then again, um, yeah, it's their way of marketing. No, no, nothing against them. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Service night is a bit small. But then again, it's so weird. Um, here in Japan, they do eat smaller size, but you'd be going to some restaurants will give you so much for you at a really cheap price. Yes. And I'm not sure how people are not like, you know, like overweight or anything here because it's, they have a different metabolism. Yeah. So, like, what's, like, the biggest meal or or the cheapest meal you ate? Cheapest meal? Yeah. A bang uh, for your buck, basically. Bang for your buck. Oh, man, that's really hard because I, like, I don't really think, 
when I sp- when I spend money for food. <laughs> That's oh, okay. Bad. Okay. Well, in terms of bang for buck, I- I've done some like food challenges. Oh, here in Japan? <laughs> yeah, here in Japan. Oh like, wow. Um, I did uh, the Wanko Soba challenge in um, Sendai. I think it was. I ate like a hundred and I think it was hundred and two bowls of mm-hmm. Wanko Soba. Oh wow! And that cost me like fifteen hundred or something. Oh, that's not too bad. But then again, yeah. did you finish? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's so it's great. like a challenge of like how many bowls you can eat, essentially. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Um, portion size here are interesting because you can get a lot and you pay very cheap. Like sometimes I I think um a meal one time I ate this big giant uh like. Ham hamburg croquette for like 960 yen hey. and i was like I, I was full i was done for the day <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even the ramen here sometimes it's pretty cheap yeah sometimes it's pretty cheap i will say though um the biggest sin i think for japanese restaurants are mm-hmm. um the cup sizes so like if you self-serve wa- um, water or something they give you they give you this tiny glass and I'm, and I'm someone like who drinks a lot of water yeah, when I yeah. eat. So if they don't give me a jug, I'm I'm kind of like oh fuck I gotta get up like every like two bites or something. That's like this is what I do when I go to yakiniku places. Um, when I eat by myself, I would grab three to four drinks, three <laughs> or four water, uh. Just in case, so I don't have to get up. And I know that yeah. people will look at me weird, but then again, you know, I do my, you know, I, you know, what they say, you do you. They won't say absolutely. Anything. I mean, if you pay, you stay, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Like that's that's just my major pet peeve with Japanese restaurants in general. Like, at the very least, give me the jug. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe if someone starts like a restaurant being <laughs> that it's oversized restaurant, and you look at it, it's just regular size for Americans. <laughs> <laughs> or, or for australians and um, yeah absolutely yeah, a new concept i think someone needs to bring up but then again <laughs> who, who's gonna do it maybe uh in the future hopefully someone comes around and do it for us who knows yeah what, what are some like challenges did you go through when you came here signing up for things in general so for example when i was signing up for my bank account yeah um my middle name yeah uh, cause the problem. Like, oh, we can't fit this in, or it's too long, or because for me, um, for context, like middle name, everyone like every like a lot of foreigners will have middle names. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a, that alone will be a problem. But for me specifically, at the end of my last name, or rather, on at least on my official documents, at the end of my first name, there is the third. Oh, so makes sense. That cause problems in australia but in japan it's like times 10 they're like what do we do with this <laughs> and, and they're like how do you say this and i'm like the third and like could you write then katakana and i was like no i i just i said sansei oh it's sansei like, oh, okay yeah like Rupin sansei or something oh okay so yeah i just remember very vividly them being like you because i tried setting up online as well and they're like your name is too long Go to the install the go to the actual bank and like mm-hmm. I went in they're like they pointed to the the, the third and like what's this my name and I I even proved it I showed my like official my documents identification documents and like they just did the um 
confused head rub kind of thing. <laughs> like, and they they just let out a sigh, like, Ooh. this is not like Japan again. They go by the books, right? If it's not by their script, they they don't know what to do. <laughs> yes, if it's something different that's not in the recipe, quote unquote. Yeah, they're like, I don't know, and then like they took it. And then I just saw them like running around like a headless chicken talking to people like, what do you do this? What do you do that? They fixed it. I don't know what they did. I just remember them scrambling for 10 minutes being like, uh. Yeah. No, in Japan, like if like you go to like a service or when you sign up for something, of course you had to like, um, like in this kind of stuff, like if it's not part of the script that they know, they're going to scramble around and they're going to bring it up to their supervisor. Oh, and the supervisor doesn't know what to do. They're going to bring it up to the manager. Oh, the manager <laughs> know what to do. Oh, what should we do with this? The manager can go to the next, like higher up that the reason why their surface is great because they go by the script too sometimes. So. Yes. But yeah. Um, what other things did you have trouble with? Um, so when I first got here, I came to realize very quickly PayPal wasn't an option. Oh, yeah. I, I learned the hard way as well. I was like, okay, I'll just do this for PayPal. Oh, they don't. Because this is before I, I got a. When my BOE took me to get a bank account, uh-huh. I got given a cash card, not a debit card. So just PayPal. And um, I was like, okay, what do I do for this thing? So for, before I got my stuff, my debit card set up, I just had to go with my Australian debit card for a lot of things and if they didn't accept foreign debit cards i was like well i'm not buying this today <laughs> no like yeah a lot of like japan like they're recently barely kind of getting understanding what debit card is they use credit cards they understand that like the system of credit cards but yeah. debit cards um some banks just don't offer debit cards like they just yeah. they just don't understand like where you can use a card that comes out of your bank account just like how you pull out cash but it's a new <laughs> thing for them and when i came here i was like i need a debit card to pay for some stuff online and i was scrambling and i was like okay apparently line pay if you guys don't know what line is line is kind of like their facebook um here in japan um and they have something called uh line uh wallet which is like facebook pay if you guys use facebook pay but here they it's a whole nother system they have uh, a virtual debit card so I was I've been using that on my um Apple Pay. It it came in handy, but then later on I need a physical card just in case, right? And uh, JP Bank finally issued one about probably 6 months oh, ago. Oh, you're with JP Bank? Yes, I'm with JP Bank. Oh shit. Oh, crap. Who, who are you with? Oh, I'm with uh um Hokkaido Ginko. Is that the Japan Jap- no, the Hokkaido Bank? Yeah, oh no, it's another bank in hokkaido oh okay so it's not a hokkaido bank oh it's like, like the northern bank or something right something like that yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh i've i've heard stories from other people about jp bank so that's why i was kind of like oh actually man. to be honest like on my part jp bank is not bad like for me uh, okay it's not as bad good. for me that's good yeah but some other people might have issues but to be honest i feel really bad for other alts because alts sometimes people um the boe or like their school takes them to go make banks the person who go take them to make banks has a bank there. That's why they took them there. And some banks, they're region lock. So you can't. Yeah, so I've you, heard about that. So you can't sign up for a debit card, or you can sign up for a debit card, but you can't use your debit card outside of that prefecture. Or you can't like even sign up for like their app, their mobile payment app called PayPay here. So it, I feel like there's just so many things that we I wish we could have been told before we come. 
about finance here that it's different. Yeah, there's a lot of intricacies that don't you won't know that they're a problem until you run into it. Exactly right, and um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm thankful now. I have I have a debit card. I have PayPay. I have actually one of every payment thing you can find here in Japan. <laughs> what do you have? Uh, I have Line Pay. I have uh, PayPay. I think that's about it. Also use Apple Pay as well. Yeah, I think, but yeah, I think PayPay and Line Pay are the most to use virtually. Yeah, um, yeah. I even have Utro Pay, which is the JP Bank version of PayPay. Uh, I I have like the IC chip cords. I have the Suica on my phone. I yep. I have the Seven Eleven Nano. I have uh, what is it? Eons. Um, and a one one card where it's wait a, what you have one too yeah I, I i have that and i can use you can like japan oh japan see this is another gotcha gimmick like like for stores like here here in japan they love point system if you guys don't they know. love it so much and it's amazing because amazon has it here it's not just for your credit card it's it's also on on the stores so they come like japan is like a loyalty system if we give you points if you buy our prepaid card or load money on here every time you come here you will get some kind of amount of points um if you use our specific only our stuff then you if you're only onto that specific brand then they will give you points to spend there so but for me i was like i don't know which one is good so i'll just try a little bit of everything <laughs> so <laughs> Damn. yeah so um sometimes i'm like okay uh if I'm like out of money, I'm like, okay, let me check my other accounts. Like, what do oh I? Oh my have? god! So it could be a pain sometimes. But Japan has way other more payment stuff, which I'm like, this is interesting. How everything is could be like a service, but also uh, like a financial uh, service as well. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking of finance, um, don't mind me asking, like, how much do you pay for rent? So rent itself is about two hundred uh, twenty-five thousand. That's two hundred fifty. That's yen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And how much is that in like Australian dollars? I'd say like 300-ish. Yeah, that's about the same in in US. Well, right now the yen is down, so Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm kind of kind of miffed about that. I, I'm like Yeah. A, a lot of like the ALT or foreigners we've been talking and we we uh we don't like it uh because a lot of us are fresh out of high, uh college fresh out of college and we are sending money back home right to pay for bills or kind of loans we have and uh we're just losing a lot of money in yen <laughs> so it is monopoly money yeah. <laughs> a little bit annoying because like back home i'd import a lot of stuff from japan like and i'd pay up the wazoo for it because australia dollar it was low and then a japanese yen was higher and i'm like okay i'll still pay for it and then i come here and i get paid in yen and then yen just goes just dips (laughs) really yeah so the so you gotta flip uh the flip mammy on you (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, no like i didn't i didn't know that the yen would go deep so low when we came if i if i knew about the yen going low i don't think uh i would have came but um but i'm already here so i was like i might as well go through with it stay here as long yeah. as i can going back to like f- like uh housing like um do you have like a studio or like a three bedroom or a three dr uh, so it's a one ldk so i have like a bedroom a living area dining slash kitchen okay it's way i've been to leo palaces it is i think the accommodation i have is way more livable and I, I'm very comfortable here where I am. I, I think a lot of us who are not part of the high school housing, then um, 
our our place might be a little bit smaller. But other than that, I think the studio where we have a one person is pretty good compared yeah, to the United States or or Australia. Yeah, it's much better. Yeah, and um, does like does your um BOE uh like subsidize for you for rent? Yes, they've subsidized. Uh, I forgot how much like percentage wise, but it is subsidized by. An amount. Okay. And do they own like the building you live in? Yes. Oh, not the building. They own. Uh, they're going through a like. I forgot what you call it. Kanrigaisha. Um, Just uh, another company that's in charge of like housing, etc. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So far, there's no like no any like problems with housing. Everything is good, right? So when I first got here, um, they were showing off their apartment to me, mm-hmm. uh, like the BOE. And there didn't seem to be much issues. There was like some issues with dust and dirt, but I was like, this this hasn't been like used in like months. So I was like, that's fine. I'll, I'll clean it up. Uh-huh. Whatever. One thing I did notice though was um, the shower head did not work properly. Oh. So it would only output, I think it was scalding hot or scalding cold. Never, I couldn't adjust it. So I had to take like full on uh bucket bucket showers. Oh wow. That like I like I was in the Philippines again kind of deal. <laughs> did you uh, <laughs> did you have to go buy a table a table from yeah, uh, from Daiso? I, 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 you know <laughs> it. Yes, I yes. Had to buy a towel from Daiso. Yeah. Um but I just did that for a bit till it got fixed and then it got fixed immediately. I didn't have to pay for anything. Oh, so it good. wasn't a big deal. My housing was like owned by the town I live in. Not subsidized, but it's cheaper than the city. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And uh, what is it? It's This apartment is actually also my like predecessors. So uh, there was, I think they there was like a damage, but they fixed it before I came. So I didn't have to pay anything too. But um, did you have to pay any key money or any kind of like deposit? I don't, I think I did. I think okay. I, I, it's been so long. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, I, I remember I did for the first three months and it was oof, kind of harsh, man. Uh, <laughs> that first uh, yeah, year I've, jet I've salary. Um, couldn't, uh, that first year and then getting pounded by all these bills. Yeah. And then, oh, well, it's, it's even worse if you have like Japan bills and then you have America or Australian bills. You had to oh, right. So yeah, just, that's why, like, for me, stuff. I'm always saying, like, I wish it was a little bit more because the yen is going down. And, but, you know, Japan thinks, you know, Everybody is responsible, but not where we came uh, from. <laughs> That's a, a little different. <laughs> what is your experience being like a Philippine Australian influence your perspective of teaching and living in Japan? There, I know there have been times I've been because of the mask. They'll think I'm Japanese, which is a bonus in some cases. But also, there are times where people will un- immediately know I'm a foreigner. I've been great i've been lucky enough to haven't had any uh experiences with racism or anything related to that mm-hmm. in my time here in japan like everyone's been lovely which is good like nothing really significant okay. as far as i as far as i know i think um th- yeah for for the api like community here like we uh tend to be mistaken for for uh for japanese if you look the part right with, especially with masks but yeah. Even like some of us, like for me, like for me, definitely people would think I'm just Japanese. Like uh, I'm lucky sometimes they ask like simple questions where I can answer them. And there's sometimes where I'm like, Gaikokuchin this. <laughs> so, yeah. So going back to that, yeah, it, it's a little bit um, an interesting experience that we have. But again, um, if there's not like bad experience, um, 
what like would you like to tell the audience like what good experience have you like um or any particular experience that is great here in japan that or memorable memorable experience? memorable experience in japan uh i'd say my most memorable experiences would be like when i travel out into the like uh countryside mm-hmm. of hokkaido so for example i went uh i did a summer like camping trip yeah with a whole bunch of p- friends and so like going past going eastward even mm-hmm. to like ne- like all the way to like kushiro or like shiratoko and nemuro the thing i remember most was just uh people being very uh surprisingly nice compared to the city mm-hmm. like even though they understood that um me and my friends were foreigners they still talked to us in japanese as they would like a normal person i was like oh that's nice but just being able to see a different side of japan that not really a lot of people would have seen because mm-hmm. i know for um hokkaido people come here for sapporo or asaiko or like um snow but going into this countryside and summer where like no one really travels outside of um like locals yeah it was really good to see it was um kind of not life-changing but like eye-opening i guess if that's the word because being an indoor person i know i was always like when i came to japan before i would i would explore like kyoto osaka tokyo and all that i would explore the temples and stuff and we'd leave the shopping slash city areas for last and i would always be excited for like oh yeah i want to shop i want to buy all this merch i want to go to the arcade but seeing all this stuff in the countryside i'm like oh there is there is value in just traveling and going somewhere to just see it with your own eyes if that makes sense mm. yeah no i wish i uh, can do that more but like coming from like a suburban like lifestyle or like the city lifestyle it's it's so hard to like go out to the like mm. The countryside like i am in i'm not in the like country on inaka area but it is a s- small quiet town i'm in and then there's other smaller towns too where there's not much right <laughs> but yeah um, there isn't much but then again it that the reason makes it great because you know of the people you know they were very welcoming sometimes and, absolutely and some of good again japan is very good with their gacha because some town would be specialized in certain things like spring water or sake or like um, <laughs> like for example i know somewhere in and um it's not a country or or uh, inaka uh town but this town was actually i think that's where toyota started and oh, okay. i think over time people was just i think that town changed its name to toyota because so, everybody was driving Toyotas there. That's what I remembered. But um, but yeah, that's just very interesting about Japan. Do you see yourself living here long and like for a very long time? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, that's that is my plan, and like ideally, I would love to live here permanently. Like not in Hokkaido, but mm-hmm. like ideally Hokkaido, uh, Osaka, or Tokyo. Yeah, maybe maybe we can uh, probably look into that together. We can start a podcast. <laughs> and just live here and start interviewing all the foreigners. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, this is how we get started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and drink strong zeros on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know what strong zero is, it's a adult drink here, and it's amazing. Um, but be careful; it's also known as the gaijin killer drink. Yes, because yes. it tastes like juice. Oh, yes, yes. And there's a uh, chew highs here too. If for those who don't like beer. So it's very, it's very sweet. Yeah. A little bit of an aside. I didn't, I never 
was much of a drinker in Australia, but ever since coming here, I've picked up like I, I drink socially, if anything. Yeah, like, yeah. back in Australia, I never did, but here I'm always drinking with friends. Oh, uh, yeah, no, especially like in America too. I would drink, or um, in the university days, uh, we I would drink with friends, go out to parties. Um, I would never drink alone, but sometimes here in Japan, after a long day of work from school and work, you just want a you just want a nice a can of beer. So that's me. <laughs> I now drink alone. Sometimes. Other than that, it's great. It's better to drink with other people. It's much funner. Yeah, it's a it's a better time. Uh, Worst case scenario, I'll be on call with someone or like a couple of friends, and then I'll have a drink in hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, like I didn't know when did this came, but here now. Absolutely. What's your advice to people who wants to come to Japan and live here or to come to Japan and do our ALT like position? What is, what is your advice for them? Um, so my advice, uh, like just speaking from my own personal experience, um, try to be very open-minded in, in a sense where like, for example, um, I've seen people say that, They've been asked silly, like on the outside, silly questions. Uh-huh. For example, like, um, oh, like you'll ask be asked by a coworker, or oh, do they have um, arts and crafts class in um, Australia, for example? Uh, in my head, you, like normally you'd be like, yeah, of course, of course we do, and then you just answer yes. <laughs> but on the flip side, I kind of thought to myself, I don't know much about that coworker, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't know much about me. I'm positive he was just trying to start a conversation. Mm. If anything, if the question seems silly, don't immediately go to, that's a dumb question. Just be like, oh, you're a foreigner in Japan. Like, people are going to ask, they're going to try to start something with you. Mm, like an icebreaker question, just to get an to An icebreaker know. question. Yeah. No matter how silly it is, they, they're talking to you. They, um, they're going to be using English if, even if they're like, they're not confident in mm-hmm. it. So just play a bit night, be open-minded. And another thing is I would not on the flip side, I would not recommend coming on jet or Japan. If you're, mm, if it's like your first time, not if it's your first time, but if you're not confident in being able to be, to live alone slash, uh, you need constant um, uh, social interactions, but you don't have good Japanese or like a basic understanding. Yeah. Because I feel like it's a cha- it'll be hard for those people who need that constant social interaction, but the big wall of not knowing Japanese is going to stop you. I feel like it's a, that's a big detriment. Uh-huh. Or at the very least, be open-minded or be open to practicing japanese at the very mm. least and and like coming here what if they come here they have no knowledge of like learning japanese um is there any tips uh from you like do you think they should start how to learn japanese incorporate japanese into something you already like very much mm. so for me eh, pretty clearly based on this podcast um i incorporated japanese into my hobby of video games yeah. and that's how i picked it up quite naturally over time it, it didn't feel like study for me and I just took it in much easily. Like if you're into sports, watch Japanese sports. If you're into um, creating music, find some music that you like. 
just find a way to incorporate into your already existing hobbies. Sometimes it's it's hard to right because what if the hobbies or or the hobbies in the area you're in doesn't have that kind of hobby? But yeah, but, it's really so it depends. Yeah, I think another advice, well, for me too, is to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say get into something that get into something new. I'm trying to get into something new. Um, I'm trying to find something new that like here in Japan, trying to figure it out. What can I do here that I'm not into, but I can, I think I can like. Um, the other day, well, with an ALT friend, I, I, I'm starting D&D, which is Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm starting that. And um, I'm looking for something more active stuff to do with maybe local Japanese people too. So um, maybe going on ramen hunts or beer bars, you know. So yeah, yeah. trying to incorporate to, to have the locals or like to to use as much japanese as possible so that's my advice. yeah but yeah well it looks like the time is up adios thank you so much for being on the podcast today i really appreciate it no thank you for having me yeah. here it's been a good time yeah I, I had a great conversation we uh we'll do this again for season two but absolutely yeah but um with that everyone thank you so much for being here today again i am kevin your host thank you for listening to the cultist podcast and we are signing off thank you so much bye-bye